0: Hi everyone, happy Wednesday. It's Mark Dent from Law Trades, and it's time for this week's edition of 10 Minute Legal News. Uh, this week, I'll be talking about Apple settling a lawsuit over the App Store, but not the Epic uh, lawsuit. That one is still to come. Um, I'll be talking um, about another um, antitrust thing. Yes, another one. Uh, this one is about South Korea and could actually put the United States on the side of big tech for once. And then lastly, um, pretty much the biggest trial in recent history regarding tech is about to happen, uh, or actually did just start this week with jury selection, and that's with Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos, and I'll be telling you about what to expect there. But first, let's talk about Apple and this lawsuit over the App Store. So what happened was last week, Apple made a settlement on a lawsuit that went all the way back to 2019. Back then, app developers sued because they believed Apple was holding too much power and that they were deciding, uh, you know, how they could charge for payments and essentially limiting it only to the App Store. You know, these other developers were not allowed to basically charge their customers for payments in a, any other fashion. And also Apple was taking a large commission as much as 30% on all of those purchases. So some of that probably sounds familiar to you. Uh, that's pretty much the exact same thing. Epic, the, uh, the big video game maker of Fortnite, uh, is suing Apple over. And uh, it's another thing that uh, U.S. government has uh, brought up, and it's some of its um, scrutiny over Apple as well as Google. Uh, but anyway, so what happened was last week, um, Apple settled. Uh, they agreed to fork over a hundred million dollars to these companies. Uh, that means that uh, there were many of them in this lawsuit, so they'll receive anywhere from two hundred and fifty dollars to thirty thousand to thirty thousand dollars each. These companies are all relatively small uh, with revenues um, of uh, in, in the one in the one million dollar range each year. So these are not huge companies uh, like Epic or anything like that. But also as part of the settlement uh, and perhaps the more important thing is that Apple is changing its policy and it will allow these developers to communicate directly with customers about payments outside of the App Store. Uh, And according to CNN, you know, this basically means that uh, the the app companies that get people's email addresses as part of their services can start sending them emails and sort of like explaining like, hey, if you want to sign up for our stuff, you can do it this way instead of paying us through the app store. Uh, But it doesn't actually count as that much of a victory for them, Uh, you know, a because as as you can just tell from from hearing that uh that doesn't sound like all that good of a deal um they still are not allowed to use alternative payment methods within the app store or or, sorry within the app or within the app store and uh apple can still take that hefty cut 30 percent of all in-app purchases um but where does this leave this with epic so the judge is still kind of we're still awaiting the judge's decision in that case and it's unclear as to whether this settlement is going to have any bearing on that. Uh, but that decision could be bigger because Apple does want to have its own payment system and, alternative, and an alternative way to make money other than just uh, relying upon Apple. So there could be something bigger that happens there, and we still have to wait for that to come. Okay, so let's stay a little bit on the App Store uh, and uh, Big Tech here for the next story, although it's quite a lot different, uh, especially the implications of it. So this one is about uh, Apple and Google and their App Stores, Google's of course being called Google Play, and it's about South Korea. So South Korea has proposed a law that will allow for alternative payment systems uh, other than just the app stores, right? It's it's basically everything that those developers in that lawsuit were asking for. It's everything that Epic is asking for. And it's not unlike what the US antitrust uh, sort of charges have been uh, against these big tech companies. You know, they've said that they hold too much power. And, you know, this is kind of one of those ways uh, that they've been accused of holding too much power. Uh, so you gotta think, okay, well, South Korea's just, you know, maybe going a step a little bit ahead of what the United States is, what's the big deal? Well, uh, as you might imagine, Apple and Google think this is a very big deal. And they they say that South Korea is targeting them because they are American companies in some kind of an attempt to level the playing field. And they have asked the US government for help. Um, so traditionally, the US has um, uh, helped out companies uh, that, uh, that have been sort of targeted, if you will, uh, by foreign legislation that they believe is, is intended, uh, that they believe is intended to make these companies weaker because you know it 's not good for the United States if that happens. But you know that was, that's always been in sort of a different era right now. This is sort of the era of where uh, the FTC and the Biden administration and Congress and a lot of local governments have been trying to uh, weaken uh, companies like Google and Apple. So uh, this is a very odd request, as the New York Times put it, uh, quote, will the Biden administration defend tech companies facing antitrust scrutiny abroad while it applies that same scrutiny to the companies at home? Uh, And it's a really good question. And and we'll have to see how it kind of plays out over the next several weeks. Uh, But if the Biden administration does decide to kind of side with Apple and Google here, It could really weaken their antitrust cases. Uh, Wendy Cutler, uh, who's a vice president at the Asia Society Policy Institute, uh, told the New York Times, "quote You don't want to be calling out a country for potentially violating an obligation when, at the same time, your own government is questioning the practice." Um, And so, here's the thing: like we we may learn more about what happens in South Korea over the next uh, few weeks or few months. Uh, but many other countries are likely to propose similar legis- legislation, um, so the United States is going to be in a bind here uh, on deciding whether to uh, help out uh, domestic companies that could be getting targeted by foreign governments or uh, you know, risk weakening its own um, antitrust cases. Okay, so last story of the day, and probably something that that everyone is gonna be paying a lot of attention to uh, pretty soon, which is the Elizabeth Holmes trial. Uh, It's finally here. It was delayed uh, for for quite a while uh, because of COVID-19 last year. Uh, but it, but it's finally started. Uh, Tuesday, uh, just yesterday, there was jury selection uh, that began. Not everyone has been picked yet, so it could take a little. T- could take a couple days alone just on that. But uh, let's give. Uh, why don't I give you a little bit of an explainer uh, about what to expect, uh, what's going to kind of happen here? So uh, as you may or may not recall, uh, if you didn't, you know, read all the books, watch watch all the TV shows, or listen to all the podcasts, uh, Elizabeth Holmes faces 12 charges for allegedly. Defrauding investors and patients uh, about the revolutionary blood testing technology of Theranos, and uh, as you all likely know uh, from consuming some sort of media about Theranos before, that technology pretty much didn't work, uh, like at all. And so, uh, if she's convicted, yeah, these are some you know major charges. She could face as much as twenty years in prison or very hefty fines. So. In the last couple of days, there's been some developments um, that have been reported by NPR and the Wall Street Journal that give some insight into the defense of Elizabeth Holmes and her legal team. And so this defense is actually likely to center around Sunny Balwani. And uh, Balwani was her uh, business partner at Theranos, as well as her romantic partner. And he also faces uh, similar fraud charges. And uh, so basically documents that the, the WSJ and NPR got uh, suggest that um, uh, Holmes' defense team is going to accuse Balwani of inflicting emotional abuse on Holmes that led her um, you know, to, to be depressed and to perhaps think that the, represent, the representations that Balwani described about Theranos were true. Uh, so more or less uh, putting the blame on him for making her think uh, that Theranos was going a certain way when it may not have been. Um, Okay, one other thing is that Holmes is actually likely to testify at some point. That's something you don't see uh, very often in criminal trials, but uh, based on the recent finds regarding Balwani, it's expected that she will have to, to kind of describe uh, the alleged treatment um, that she says uh, was inflicted upon her by Balwani. Uh, So this is going to be a fairly star-studded trial. Uh, In addition to Elizabeth Holmes, though, Other potential witnesses include Rupert Murdoch, um, who was a Theranos investor, and Henry Kissinger, who was on the board of Theranos. Uh, And again, that trial will be going on, uh, and I'm sure you will not miss it. Okay, but that's it uh, for this week's edition. Um, Have a great Labor Day weekend, and I will talk to you all next week.